0: I didn't even know if I was going to podcast again. Like I was just going to walk away because I was like, I can't do this. This was three, four years of like just full on negativity.
1: Welcome everyone to the first episode of Conversation We're finally here. I've been building this show for a while and I'm very excited that you guys are going to finally hear it. I'm Brandon T. McClure of the Fake Nerd Podcast. If you have not heard me before, I am one of the co-hosts of the Fake Nerd Podcast and their family of podcasts such as Fake Nerds Watch, Basement Arcade, uh, Fake Nerd Book Club, Basement Arcade Pause Mini. We do a lot. This is just the latest show. Uh, This is just me though, all me, um, where I decided that I wanted to talk to podcasters ...about their podcasts and their fandom, and especially how their podcast affected their fandom. So you're going to hear a lot of people talking about what they were like beforehand and what they were like after the podcast. This show is a lot of years in the making. I have i first wrote this idea down for about three years ago when I wanted to know if more people felt the same way than I did. I was very close to quitting my own podcast and... Uh, I'm glad I didn't. I feel much more energized now. So you're going to see a bit more of a positive spin here. But the first guest is Phil Better, a friend of mine we met online. Um, We talk about his own podcast, uh, his own journey to podcasting, his own journey within fandom, how it expanded his mind, how it burnt him out. A lot of really interesting conversation here phil runs his own podcast called invest in yourself podcast um you can check that out linked below but if not you can find that at www.investinyourselfpod.com of course you can also check out his phil better show which i think is still on hiatus at this point he did say he might bring it back this month um so i don't know i'll have to look into that if there's a link in the description probably click it always support him he's a cool guy um. hope you guys enjoy this talk. Sorry, this isn't the great intro that we teased in the interview, but that was two months ago now. So um, I'll catch up with you guys at the end. Hope you enjoy.
0: Hey, no, we're not talking about the amazingness of StreamYard. No, we're here talking about uh, fandom and a whole bunch of geekiness, I'm guessing. Yes. So I am here with Phil Better of
1: the Invest in Yourself podcast of the Feel Better Show.
0: Yes, two amazing podcasts that I created. One nearly killed me, the other one made me reborn. How about that? How is that for an intro? One killed me, one made me reborn. I like that. That's what we're here for. We're here for this, (laughs) man.
1: This is what we are. This is Conversation, and you are my first guest on Conversation.
0: I'm completely honored that I'm your first guest. Like, this is, we've known each other for a long time. So, people who don't know, we've, uh, me and Brandon have known each other for at least two to three years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've always wanted to podcast together or at least be a guest on each other's podcast. And this never really happened until this year, actually, where yeah. you guessed it on my podcast, invest in yourself about you, your career as a digital entrepreneur or a podcaster, really. <laughs> yes the air quote is needed but you're them. still you're you're slow hey you're building a blog your blog posts are awesome okay, I, I love that I, lo- I love reading them and I love sharing them because it's a different insight than what norm most people get and it's nice to hear that different voice that you have because you've been in the industry and you've been an auxiliary in the industry uh and you have something to say which is oh. amazing so your blog blog posts are always great I love reading them you're, you're you you use words properly and it's not a bore to read. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. when you're reading those reviews in the movie uh, of movies in the newspaper, it's like they have to hit that character count mm-hmm. for the article, so they're filling it up with uselessness. And you you cut down to brass tacks in your your uh, in your blog post. So that's one thing I really love about reading your blog posts. they also generally longer than things that are a magazine. So Yeah, but but it's not you're not trying to fill. You're yeah. you're providing the value. It's not like they're uh, a 5-minute story you know that can take three lines you you're providing a lot more so for me i'm i'm always always enjoy when you put out a new blog post and love sharing it but yes so you you, uh you came on to uh, the invest in yourself podcast the digital entrepreneur podcast and it was a great we had a great conversation and it pretty much bore this podcast technically yes or kicked you in the ass it kicked you in the ass to get the another podcast out
1: uh, uh we'll i'll talk about it a bit because we, i have a um uh, i have an intro that Ooh. i'm sure the audience just heard um it, it must
0: be amazing I, I i think it was a p- supreme i can't believe that you p- personally showed me this before anybody else heard it um it's amazing guys i can't I, you guys are so lucky you're hearing this amazing intro
1: <laughs> man future me is gonna have a hell of a time recording this in, that intro but no um i had this idea because i had this idea a long time ago of uh to do conversation. It wasn't called that at the time. Um, but just take podcasters who have been involved in a fandom, something that they're a fan of, and mm-hmm. talk about them. At the time, I was really negative on fandom experience because of the Fake Nerd podcast. And I was like, I want to know if other people have felt this way. And since then i I felt that the idea will be more positive now, which is why I decided to do it now. Um, so anyway, we are not here to talk about me. We are here to talk about you.
0: It's true. I like talking about myself. I usually talk about my guests on my show, so it's a nice switch around. But when you're able to talk about yourself, um yeah, hit me with uh, hit me with everything. I I'm ready to go. I don't know where we're going, and I'm excited.
1: So real quickly, you need to plug the Feel Better Show and the Investing okay, yes. Yourself Podcast.
0: <laughs> All right, so I'll plug that. uh The Investing Yourself Podcast. I already talked about digital entrepreneurs. It's a great podcast if you're looking to become a digital entrepreneur or you're interested i have a lot of different uh podcasts i have podcast editors i have um i have affiliate marketers i have people who took their digi- their real world uh networking or dance and brought it into the digital world and taught courses um oh. so there's a lot of stuff and of course i have the host with the most on mr brandon on the podcast uh who hosts amazingly three podcasts at least I count, I think we counted four when you were on the episode.
1: Yeah, now this is a new one.
0: Yeah, so what have really I done? amazing. Like, it's a podcast cor- curse. Like, I say it about tattoos. When you get one, you can't just stop at one, you need another one. And it's like podcasting. So, my first podcast, uh, the one my claim to fame, if you will, is The Phil Better Show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie podcast and TV podcast that I do that actually evolved. The first couple episodes, I was doing something similar to you. But I was trying to get people's love of movies and entertainment, but I never never really caught on. So I ch- changed it to just movie reviews with my buddy, uh, DJ Overflow, MTL, mm-hmm. one of the best Montreal DJs around. So me and him, we just talked about either we would review a movie or review some business news, uh, some insider news and stuff like that. And I cre- got into the fandom. I've always been a fan of movies and that, so... Specifically, Star Wars and Star Trek, which I don't think I'm allowed to be. If I'm, yeah, you know, live long and prosper, and the Force will be with you. Wait, are you um, watching Discovery? I, yes. Okay, we'll talk about I, I, that later. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> I have an interest. My my views on uh, fandom have actually changed. Um, over the time that I was doing the Feel Better show, and since uh, it was on hiatus right now, it's probably coming out back out in March, okay. which it's going to be great to start doing that again.
1: So before you did the Phil better show, I want to get a picture to the audience. How did you uh, express your fandom? And so a lot of people don't understand that when I mean, fandom, I don't mean like you're engaging in cosplay or star Trek or, or, or Dr. Who or, or comic books. I'm talking about anything can be a fandom. You're a fan of anything. If you're a fan of films, mm. like you and I were cinephiles, that's our yes. fandom yes it is so um, how did you engage in that before the feel better show le- what le- what made you want to do the feel better show
0: i wanted so i've always been a fan like movie buff tv i love entertainment it's always yeah. i've always wanted to be an actor pretty much and uh growing up i got told that i have a voice for radio um not a face for radio but a voice so i was like oh maybe i can be a voice so like that brought me into podcasting, so I never got into radio, but podcasting.
1: And the poor I'm man's like, well, radio, really.
0: Yeah, the poor man's radio, pretty much, because <laughs> everybody can be a podcaster thanks to Anchor. Um, <laughs> no comment. Uh, but what it, what happened was like, I wanted to share my love of movies, because I just love movies so much. Because it brings me escapism. For me, movies is escapism. Yeah. As long as you can, for me, a movie is an awesome movie if it can make me n- either forget where I am or make me think deeper about life. You know, like Tenant is makes you think uh, so much because each time you watch it, you go into another layer because you're like, I don't want to spoil it because Tenant is just a great movie to watch if you one if you're on a mind altering substance it's great to watch because it helps you think but i've watched it on and off and it's still for me just story wise it's an amazing story um and you just learn so much while you rewatch it each time so mm-hmm. for me that 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 may, that's an amazing movie for me it may the acting may not be quality the story, the the writing may not be quality if you look at like sharknado sharknado for me is is a good movie because it's enter- it entertains people. It does it entertain me? Probably sober no. Um <laughs> drunk mind altering maybe. I, I have never seen the Sharknado movies. I've seen only the first one and the only reason is cuz I saw it after the big Twitter explosion. Sure. So I was like I ha- if if Twitter made this big thing and like I have no problem with B movies if they're going to if you lean into a B movie as the actor, you make the movie fun for mm-hmm. me. But if you're in a B-movie and you're trying to make it like it's an A-lister movie, it's no longer fun anymore. Sure. Well, As, yeah,
1: I think sci-fi. Well, I don't want to get too too far down the rabbit hole of what sci-fi did wrong. But they really like leaned into the B-movie thing after, the, yeah. after Sharknado. They were like, we can just keep doing this.
0: Yeah, and it failed because for me, I think Sharknado became so big in the cult world is because at the same time, Twitter was blowing up. And so you had this really cool convergence happening. Um, and that's me as a sociology student <laughs> looking at the world. So that's yeah. wh- that's how I look. But th- there has been movies. Like, uh, there. there's movies that are B-movies that I've turned off because they're just plain. There's not enough good for me to enjoy. Like, I have to find a nugget of good. If I can find that nugget, <laughs> if it's an actor, if it's, you know, a, a silliness in the first couple minutes... There, if there's a nugget of gold, I will give it. Like they're like some of the early 90s movies are horrible. They're that they, you look at them and they're like, Wow, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't want to rewatch it, but at the time you eva- you loved it because of the campiness or the craziness or the silliness, because there's that gold, there's that one piece of gold that you love. Yeah. So for me, that's what for me, that's what I love about movies. If I can find a gold about a movie, it will never be a bad movie to me.
1: So so you so you basically just watched a ton of movies and you were keeping up with the news about like movie productions and things like that um i want to ask what's your favorite movie
0: um so this has always been hard for me um i once worked i i worked for a few years at a movie theater and part of the process is you have your name on your name tag but also your favorite movie and so it's always been boondock saints Oh really? That's yeah. that's my favorite movie. Um, but the movie that I have the best memory of is Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. That has always been because it's one of the first memories of movies I have is sitting down in my uncle's living room, mm-hmm. sunk in his like. You go downstairs and it's like it's dark and depressing for some reason, but that's his basement because it's underground mm-hmm. and there's the um he had a uh an organ, like a piano organ, a uh, church <laughs> organ there what for a, some what reason. A, what a,
1: a picture you're painting for us right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, he, was,
1: was he the Phantom of the Opera?
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't. Uh, at least I don't think he was. He didn't wear a mask. But so we're in this dark basement, right? And the old style TV, you know, mm-hmm. the big, big bulky TV. For those who don't know, there, before flat screens became mainstream, everybody had big boxy TVs. Yeah. And VHS, that's video, like the old school video, not even DVDs. Okay, that's how old I am. And you put it on, and I just remember hearing the dun, 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 of 20th Century school, Fox. Man. Yeah, and I was done. I, boom, I, I fell in love with movies, and I can agree with people that say uh, The Return of uh, Empire Strikes Back is the be- better Star Wars movie in the trilogy. The original trilogy, but for me, my favorite movie is gonna be Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, so my so favorite's you are, there.
1: You're a hardcore Star Wars fan as well as a Star Trek fan. How'd that yeah, happen? Yeah, like um
0: so my dad, so Star Wars like brought to life my my love of movies. Mm-hmm. So with all that, and then I started watching Star Trek Next Generation. And I'm like hey. I like this. I like this. I like this world, really. And then I'm like, what? They have movies. So I just started watching the movies because I wasn't big on TV because I was like a kid. And movies were the escape for me. TV wasn't escapism as it is today. Um, It was movies for me. So I started watching the Next Generation movies. And I loved all of them because of the silliness that it's like that's a possibility because I see that happening. And so I really love that. So when I see all the hate between them, I'm like, there's too much similarities between Star Trek and Star Wars to hate. First of all, they both have stars in their name and they take place in space right there. You should love them. End of discussion. (laughs) Like for me, that's how it is. It's like they there's they're, they're both in space. They both have robots or some form of robots and they have lasers. Like a phaser, wh-
1: excuse me, a phaser, phaser sorry, is not a Abrams. laser.
0: They both have red, shooty bolts. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to, I will break it down to colors, even. But not to get too
1: deep into it, but that's my that's my problem with Discovery and like the Abrams era of Trek is that the the guns often shoot like uh, uh, projectiles, projectiles uh, like laser projectiles, which is uh, a star a Star Wars staple. Yeah. Uh, and not a Star Trek thing. Star, Star Trek is a beam.
0: Yeah, it's a beam. And, and I can yeah. understand the, the the hate, if you will, or the dislike for that. However, it's it's also you have to look, the people who are now watching these shows didn't grow up with the phaser. They grew up with Star Trek because it was better marketing. Star Wars um, Star Wars sorry yeah sorry it was sorry, funny because
1: you corrected yourself
0: away from saying Star Wars yeah because <laughs> you were like don't say the other one it's not the wrong it's go with the right one um no but it, it's true like they they Star Wars has always had the better marketing in in yeah. in everything that's why it's more generally accepted because it has this better marketing thing and it and Lucas would knew that the the ewoks was the thing that would get the kids. He, he wasn't going for the adults. He's like, the adults? This is a kid show, kid movie. Um, but but that's why the marketing was always better. And that's why you now have a more Star, Tr- Star Wars type feel to the Star Trek. Because of the marketing and the people who are now yeah. creating the shows are more... They grew up with the Star Wars, but they also love Star Trek. Like, it's not the end of the world if it's a late, As long as the story is kind of the same and that they're kind of getting it towards that now with discovery like i can agree the first two seasons weren't really star trek they were more star wars light if you will
1: you know what i won't even i won't even go that far and agree um
0: oh we're gonna my, have a controversy already jesus
1: so let's do it let's go into this because this is what we're doing this is a relaxed show i love it right i love here.
0: it let's go man
1: so okay, so Star Trek. Discovery. I haven't got to
0: talk about about Star Trek and stuff. I've been on an entrepreneur spin for a while, so <laughs> I haven't been into this world. And I, if I'm going to jump into it again, I need to start getting my teeth done, you know.
1: Well, I so I I, I watched so a little while back my uh, another podcast of ours, uh, podcast friend of ours, Downright Nerdy. They wanted to partner with us and do what we do—a fake nerds watch series on Star Trek Picard. So we watched all of Picard and did uh, episodes based did, on that. Okay,
0: I have a question: mm-hmm. Do you hate Picard or do you like Picard? As a character, I love him. The show, <laughs> I know what you meant. Anyway, <laughs> I know so- I, I very polit- You, I have to say, the politician in you is amazing. If you ever want to get into <laughs> it, that was an amazing dodge. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. He, can- I'm not going to call him out because that was impressive. But I'm calling you out. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Um, let me tell the story first so we're
1: we're we watch all of picard and because of that i decided to watch discovery because i'm like i'm not wasting 5.99 and just watching one show yeah so i, I watched all of discovery unfortunately,
0: uh by the way if you want nordvpn yeah. discovery is oh no it's on crave it's not on Dis, uh, it's on not on netflix where is it on netflix i think it's in uh europe or australia uh mm. it's on netflix
1: yeah, but it's but Picard, Discovery, and Lower Decks are all on different streaming services depending on what country you're in, and that's ridiculous.
0: It's on Crave in Canada. It's all well, on it's Crave on, on Canada. in
1: Europe. It's in it's in Amazon Prime for Lower Decks and Picards and Netflix in Japan or something. I don't know. I can't keep track of all.
0: Yeah, but for you, eight ninety five ninety nine is nothing. You streaming yeah. service. You're not even paying for cable. So what? Like, whatever.
1: Well, when Discovery's over, I'm gonna cancel my. All access and wait for the next season of whatever Star Trek show they're going to do next, but yeah, it, uh, it makes sense, yeah. So I, I watched all the Discovery and I I don't like the first season of Discovery, just flat out. I think it's really misguided. And I think the, the beginning of season two is better because Captain Pike is amazing.
0: That I have to agree, season two is awesome because of the Captain Pike, the Sp- uh, Spock. And uh, number one, I really like that because it does hark back to uh the original start start with uh Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you The season two is the better out of the f- out of the first two. Yeah. But I find season three is getting even better because they're they're finally letting the characters be who they can be. So the, the,
1: the, the issue with Star Trek Discovery season three for me, and I well I like it fair enough. Oded Ferrer can talk to me in any language he wants, because damn. Um <laughs> but he's but he but the characters were never really well defined because the show is so concerned of being serialized towards michael burnham so the characters are like we're a family we all love each other i'm like really are you because i haven't seen it
0: i've seen families that are more connected than you guys are
1: yeah and like all the characters like no there's no real power structure because the ensign is now the first officer and the the Chief medical officer, the, the main character who's a medical officer isn't the chief medical officer, so he can't really do anything, and then the chief engineer is I don't also know violent. what yeah, <laughs> also It's just I don't understand the paradigm. Anyway, uh to go back to your question uh about Picard, I will only say I loved Star Trek Lower Decks. show <laughs> was great.
0: I love it. You're you're such a politician, you're not coming out to say. You hated it. You're just saying I like this one more. <laughs> I
1: really liked *Lower Decks*. I thought that was a really great Star Trek show. Uh, card is the shorts. Yes, I liked the second season of shorts more than like the first season of shorts. Okay. Um, mainly because Captain Pike is in and he's great. <laughs> I still want more Captain Pike. I'm so excited. I Strange think he... New Worlds.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to bring it up. Like I'm. I'm gonna. That show's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm so stoked.
0: I... Yeah cuz uh is the all of them are coming back, right? The yeah. Spock is coming back and mm-hmm. that's that's great. And yeah, I like it. It's 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 going to be interesting and this is what I like because our generation of or tre- our, the the next generation is more in tune with the Star Trek uh, Star Wars. They need to to market it to the Star Wars fans. I agree and- with
1: I don't disagree with that. I just think that When you're doing something like let's go, I take Deadpool as a good example. And to actually answer your question, I liked Picard. I thought Picard was perfectly serviceable. I have issues with some of the with the directions of some of the characters and how really bleak that world is. But ultimately, I thought it was a fine addition to that character. Okay. Um, And I also I cried when Riker showed up because he's the he's the best.
0: Dude, I was like when they said when when they said that he was in it. That like he had I think he had directed one of the episodes in season one yeah no there's only one season right
1: yeah there's only one season but he did direct one of the episodes
0: yeah he did and I'm like okay because he's done a directing I think on every single Star Trek since he's been there if I'm not mistaken at least one episode or multiple episodes so when I heard he was directing I'm like okay great I have no fear that the episode is going to be beautifully done Like that's not my fear. Beautifully shot because he's a great director. He gets what he needs out of the actors, but also he knows how to visually do it as well. So that's I was fantastic there. Then I heard that he was returning, and I'm like, this show is a hit. I love it already. And he's married to Troy. Yeah. All I was waiting for, all I was waiting for him was to sit on a chair backwards. That's all. Or like the riker maneuver the riker maneuver i was just waiting for it and i we hope got him in the season.
1: we got the riker lean at the end
0: uh, okay yeah we did get a mike uh, riker move but i really wanted that oh that riker yeah. maneuver
1: the, the the thing about about picard is that i just
0: the the
1: current star trek people have a really hard time um understanding the concept of a post money future mm-hmm. um so when they're talking about like Rafi, who has who's talking to Picard is like, you live in this rich vineyard and I live in this hovel. I'm like, don't, can't you also live in a vineyard? There's no money in the Federation. How are you? This is a choice.
0: Yeah. And I, I think what it is is because they grew up, like, like I said, I think it's because they were so influenced by our world, which is still a money world. Whereas Gene Roddenberry, when he created Star Trek, he was literally looking to the future, where mm-hmm. technically we don't have money. Well, and we don't really have money per se anymore. It's just that the
1: the capitalistic society depicted in Picard for the Federation. It's like I don't, I just don't understand why. Well, one, why does everyone go? Did everyone after Next Gen and Voyager, because Seven of Nine, have the shittiest life imaginable? um and because Riker lost his kid seven of nine lost her kid uh everyone like data's still dead even though at the end of nemesis it was led to believe that he wasn't going to be um the federation is like we hate av- everything we hate aliens we're just yeah. xen- xenophobic now because robots did something bad to us once yeah um and like they're like there's scarcity in the federation it's like and then people on the Utopia Planetia shipyards have like the shittiest replicators I've ever seen. Whereas like the rich people have good replicators. And it's like, shouldn't they be the same replicators? You live in a post-money society where everything is a utopia. There's a whole episode of Deep Space Nine where Cisco is like, everything is on Earth is a utopia and they don't know what it's like in the frontier. And it's like, yeah. So why is Rafi living in a trailer park?
0: Well, maybe th- that's, uh, that's something they were talking about. Maybe when they did do the first couple seasons it was a utopia Mm -hmm. you know like with Star Trek Next Generation and Voyager it was this utopic world but then just like the US was a utopic world for the longest time unfortunately people who came into power fucked it up
1: well then they they talk about how the the synthetic uprising like ruined the Federation and made them xenophobic and blah 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 that's great but there's still uh, utopian societies are only are only destroyed by scarcity and that's that's how money comes into play is because because things get more valuable the more scarce they are but in a world where replicators exist there should be no scarcity
0: true there shouldn't be no scarcity but they just don't explain
1: how the world is so crappy
0: well hopefully they they get into it on season two but I don't explain, think they ever
1: intended it to be crappy. I think they were just like, what's so what's dramatic? Oh, Picard is a hermit and Riker lost his kid and Seven of Nine is a badass killing machine. Like that'll be dramatic.
0: I guess yeah, cuz they're it's it's I think it's the same thing that happened with uh so I I like Abram but I also hate Abram's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love Abram's because because he can do when he does a story that's uniquely his it's beautiful like great like super eight is just gorgeous lost is a great but it gets lost in the (laughs) even in the title um i didn't even mean that to happen it just came out people uh but that's what happens when he but when you you give him a something like star wars which has canon which has a like it has rules like there's certain rules in it and he broke them all pretty much when he made for me personally with the force awakens by making oh, if, we can't get into star wars but no no i'm just i'm just bringing because abrams touches the star trek because of his, his the Kelvin timeline
1: i know but like we start getting to Star star wars we might end up having a last jedi brawl and i don't want to do that <laughs>
0: No, no no this is this is i'm only bringing in the force awakens because that, that's the only movie he directed the first one and if he had directed all three of them if he had directed all three of them i think we wouldn't have had the issues we did that that popped up with the last trilogy
1: you know what i liked what i liked in the abrams trilogy let's call it the abrams trilogy the kelvin universe
0: for start we're still on star wars back right? to star you, trek back, to star, back trek. to star trek okay yes yeah
1: uh beyond i think beyond is really good
0: beyond is which one it's That's the... justin lynn's movie yes because justin knew exactly the rules of that universe so we you had the the problem was when he made star trek he knew he couldn't f- play in the world that was already created
1: mm-hmm.
0: roddenberry the prime the prime world he couldn't play in because he needed to change rules well it was also it
1: it's also the behind the scenes thing about how Paramount wanted to go back to Kirk and Spock. There's been a, there was a script floating around called Starfleet Academy for years that was going to go back to Kirk and Spock, and then when Kurtzman and yeah. Orsi got on board, like that's that's how it became '09. And so there was a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff that led to them rebooting. And then there was this whole thing about how like uh, that's why Discovery came about as being a prequel to the original series and not. A sequel because they had a rule that you couldn't do anything f- after Voyager, which was stupid. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows, but it's it was there and it was recently lifted.
0: That's why Discovery went into the future. Okay, and
1: Picard and Lower Decks, and but yeah, yeah. there was a whole, there was a rule that they were like, you can't do anything after it's got to be in this world because we got to keep an original series. I think it was a rights uh,
0: issue. I don't no, know. Why. I think. I think it's, it it could be a rights issue, because I think, doesn't, um...
1: Paramount owns the movies, CBS owns the shows.
0: There we go, that's why. Okay. So yeah, they're the same. So now you can do whatever you fucking want.
1: Because CBS bought Paramount, even though they... It's actually really funny, Paramount owns CBS, and then CBS now owns Paramount. Anyway, we've gone way off track
0: no it, it's inter- for me it's interesting um but and i'm pretty sure your guests will like this too because it's because it, it, it does tell you what happens in the fandom because yeah. who owns the properties will influence the fandom because they will bring in the actors or the directors that they yeah, want
1: this is a really great segue into what i was going to talk about uh if you we like i we know these things behind the scenes now and like we hear about these things did you pay attention to things like that before you did the Phil better show no uh no but so after you did the uh, well, feel better show, you really like cued into that sort of thing.
0: I was vaguely aware of, yeah, vaguely aware of these things. Like, oh, there's a new movie coming out. Here's a bit, a bit, a bit about it. But I knew yeah. about that. But when it was like more like, oh, CBS is being bought by Paramount, or more like big businessy newsy things, yeah. I wasn't like casting. I, I, I always went to like. Ain't it cool news or coming soon or superhero hype oh, and places ain't it like that? Cool. I know that's yeah, that's like the and then there was the the whole snafu me too with Harry. But anyways, um I would follow that because I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I live in Montreal, which is kind of plays like Europe for Americans in essence. Sure. So, like whenever they're doing European, like John Wick too was filmed here, yeah, like literally the opening scene i'm sitting in in the movie theater during john wick 2 opening scene i'm like wait no that's that's outside us right now like literally he takes the race and the bike and i see the theater that i'm sitting in i going see back the
1: marquee sorry no go yeah. back to star trek real quickly just bounce off what you just said i've lived in two places that have filmed at a star trek and a star trek movie
0: that's amazing um, well uh, a cur- also, what's really awesome, uh, a friend of ours, a podmate actually, how we became friends, Jacob, he yeah. was, um, he was, uh, he was in the town where Dawn of Justice was being filmed. Unfortunately, Batman Stupid. Yeah, unfortunately, and I think he actually got a piece of the set, like one of the uh, pieces, like a, a, a I, I don't know what he got, but he got something. He told me That's about cool. it on one of the episodes. It's insane um but yeah so i was vaguely aware of it Mm -hmm. i wasn't entrenched in it as i got with uh the phil better show because i knew with the phil better show if i was going to report on news i needed more info so i started going to like vulture i started going to you know blockbuster news and all these other sites just trying to gather as much information to be on top of everything and then i realized as i burnt out uh and that's why i went on a hiatus it was just too much work and i so i I have to figure out another way of getting all that new stuff sure. without killing myself.
1: <laughs> that, yeah. So why, how did that, um, so you burnt out on the Phil better show because of all that and you, um, but how did that knowing all that, all that news, all that behind the scenes stuff, all those things that you didn't know before, how did that change your perspective on your fandom and how you engaged in, uh, in, in it?
0: So, As I was getting more and more into it, I was being I was getting access to different fandoms. So, Mm. like, I was getting more into the Star Wars fandom. I was getting into the Star Trek fandom. I was getting into, you know, the Pixar and Disney movie fandoms. And I was getting entrenched in these different fandoms. And I was learning more about them, which caused me to appreciate my start of fandom, like the Star Wars fandom so much. And the Star Trek fandom so much, I started becoming, I fell in love with it all over again because I was seeing, I was falling in love with like Disney stuff. Like, yeah, I was a Disney fan, but seeing the the amazingness and love that some Disney people had and Disney podcasters had, I was like, wow, like I was able to see through their eyes, their, fa- their fandom through their positive eyes um and one of the one of the best episodes i i keep saying it's one of the best episodes for me be, is when jacob he comes on and we talk about dawn of justice right batman versus superman and i'm kind of negative on it because it's not this great movie but he switches it up on me he tells me he explains it f- cuz it's one of he loves this movie and he's a big dc fan and i'm a huge marvel fan but i love dc sure. because I like the reality that DC offers somewhat Mm -hmm. because it's in, but also it gives you that grittiness. It gives you the grittiness of life versus Marvel, which doesn't really give that. It's more somewhat happy at the time when I was younger. And now it's kind of like more realistic. And again, that's a society type view, which we're not getting into. So he talks about. I'll refer you
1: to the Maggie Mayfish episodes on Zack Snyder. Thank you very much. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there you go you know he he talks about his passion because he's such a big batman fan sure. and how he looks at the movie instead of it looking at batman versus superman and the failness of that movie he looks at it as it's a redemption story for batman he goes from being this batman goes from this cynical type person to coming up with creating the justice league because he knows it it's needed mm-hmm. so he the way i the way he explained it to me i was like well fuck now that's a pardon my french if i'm allowed am i allowed? i never even asked like I, we can swear okay um I might, so, blur- I might bleep, but i might not i don't know I okay don't know. You haven't whatever i'm yet. feeling at the time <laughs> good um like he i i i had this realization i'm like oh my god that's so true like someone can see something so differently mm-hmm. than me so that helped me open my eyes to what other fans were saying. Maybe if they hated something, it would me to be like, okay, let me take a step back. Like, yeah, I'm a hardcore fan and that's not going to change, but maybe I should be receptive and see what they don't like about my fandom or my movie or what I care about. And it gave me the ability to really appreciate star Wars all over again, because I can see the faults in it, but also it confirms. This is why I love it. Like, the reason I love Return of the Jedi is the Ewoks. They're so like, like theoretically, like story-wise, it doesn't make sense that these little things about this tall, like, like three feet are taking on grown men and like in armor. And like, how is the armor one? Why are you wearing the armor if it doesn't protect you? Like if a blaster shoots you and you still die, why do you still have, fuck that man. Just wear it.
1: It's, it's more of a, it's more of a decor piece
0: yeah i know it's it's i i'm sweating i'm like i feel disgusting after work like i look at it like that like if in the real world i'm like no i'm never going to wear that armor like we well, you you got saw, the Mandal-
1: you saw the mandalorian right yeah when
0: that's boba is,
1: when boba is ripping the ripping the the stormtroopers armors it's like damn yeah. All
0: right this <laughs> like, useless. It's nothing it's useless and so for me i'm like okay there's there's no realistic in that a bit a bit, but I'm like, it's so funny that these three, these guys who are apparently these super soldiers, right? Like for the Empire, one can't. The going joke is they can't hit the side of a barn, yeah, right. Yeah, and they and I love how in the Mandalorian they play it up because it's like an in joke in the universe. The fandom is an in joke, and then the, it's kind of like a wink and a nod to the fandom. Like, yes, we know this is true, but it sucks sh- that
1: they. It sucks that the, uh, the the stormtroopers finally learned how to hit something, and the thing they hit is something with Beskar armor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> something that doesn't really matter. And what's really funny is, if the Mandalorian never came around, I would never known what Beskar was. Yeah, because I heard about Beskar. Like I'm pretty sure they say it in one of the, the the, tri- the original trilogy. They mentioned Beskar. Pretty sure but... it's
1: more explored in Rebels.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but I've never really jumped into Rebels. I'm starting to get into Rebels now.
1: You and Disney. I will talk when Rebels come when you're done with that. Cause I love Rebels. I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited because I hear all this positivity and how great uh the Mandalorian was, and like he- hearing you say how like y- we're gonna talk and th- your positivity behind it just means I'm gonna have to because I think I watched the first episode and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Sure. And so I know I have to I know I have to kick into it and I just have to get into the right mind frame to watch it's, it. Um
1: I will say it's it, like it's slow going. It's like Clone Wars, but uh, once it finds its footing, it's very good.
0: That's, that's what it is. I'm like, okay, one, and usually how long, how many episodes does it take to get its footing? Would you say, or but in the second season you're good. Okay. So I just have to power through the first. Yeah. That's fine. That's nothing. There like are if still I, if it's good like,
1: episodes in the, fir- in the first season. It's just the second season is, is where they're just like, Oh, so we actually want to be about this and not about that.
0: Cool. Okay, good. Like that's, That's my thing because there's some shows that take like three seasons before it finds its footing. Like I feel breaking bad is something like that. Like Star Trek, like the first Star Trek, uh the next generation is like that. It Mm -hmm. takes it takes some like footing. Like for me, the Discovery hooked me after three episodes. I was hooked three episodes in because this is the action that I like. I like that action card that TG in Discovery is really good. Yeah, that that on top of it, like it takes that's what's great about it because. You compare it to Next Generation, or even Voyager, which was, or even um, the most recent one, which was with uh, which p- uh, was before Pike, like Enterprise.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, I liked Enterprise. Enterprise, I think,
0: was the most recent before Discovery, right?
1: Yeah, that was the first time oh. they were like, "Oh, prequel."
0: Yeah, prequel. So like, I didn't finish Enterprise because I got distracted by something else. <laughs> I'm like a squirrel sometimes like if a new show comes out while I'm watching another one it's done but sure. I have, have my job so I can j- make sense for me just to watch it while I'm at work but it's 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 like so far advanced the CGI and that's thanks f- to like movies making it cheaper
1: mm-hmm.
0: for TV to use it so like I'm really happy and I'm well, really real
1: excited quickly, real quickly Star Trek Discovery has like a six million dollar budget per episode <laughs> let's not talk about like cheaper
0: well well compared to game of thrones which had like a hundred million dollar episodes
1: eight million dude eight million an episode
0: so yeah it's still cheaper Um, it's still cheaper
1: so i want to talk about so i we're kind of we're kind of winding down uh how long i want these things to be um you talked about about burnout yes that's a very real thing that podcasters feel especially podcasters in the nerd spheres what specifically like we talked about how the news burnt you out was it engaging in the fandom as well that possibly burned you out a bit
0: it was jumping into the fandom because i had this entertainment movie podcast and i wanted to it to be successful yeah uh i I had to interact with the 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 good and the bad and i just feel like with society as well where it was in the last like two like the last four years have been shit like i i looked over my facebook stuff and i see some of the posts and it's just like negative stuff
1: i want to just real quickly contextualize this for the audience we are recording this on the day that our country just had a coup
0: yeah uh it's that's been fun (laughs) Look, man, I've been back, like back-to-back. like back I was telling you before, I was back-to-back podcasting. Like, I was working and then podcasting, and I, I was getting these updates on Facebook, but I wasn't really understanding what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I before my first podcast, I threw on CNN on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, shit, they literally just stormed the Capitol building. And I'm like, huh? Bet you were really and- happy not to be American that day. <laughs> I'm very happy that lockdown happened I'm in, and I'm in Canada. Yeah. But I, I I was nervous. I text, I messaged some of my friends in the States like I have one or two people who are in the Washington area.
1: I didn't get a message.
0: You're in California. You're pretty safe. Hey, we've got protests. Really? <laughs> Bro, your <laughs> protest is... The beach isn't open. We want to suntan. Let us suntan.
1: <laughs> Actually, there's been a pretty nasty protest in the downtown LA area, but we won't talk about that. Oh, God. Uh, it's pretty far well, from where I am
0: okay then I, at least you're safe but i i'm the i was only i didn't even know there was a protest in uh out where you are i i knew about cnn was only covering that yeah so cnn is covering the the biggest news right so like mm-hmm. uh, that and i'm like i'm just like and i'm going on facebook and i'm seeing this new relief of the bml and all that stuff and like yeah. it's it's insane what's going on so like Going back to my original point, I I was getting more negativity. I was seeing more negative because I was attracting it, and so that just led to me being and society, then my stuff in my real life, my job, all compounding on top of each other, right? And the I just was like, I'm done. I was just I didn't even know if I was going to podcast again. Like I was just going to walk away because I was like, I can't do this. This was three four years of like just full-on negativity mm-hmm. and just like no close to five years of negativity when, of my you, podcast.
1: when we do a podcast like this and i'll uh, just a, a little inside baseball before the pandemic i was about to take a break from fake nerd um i was going to tell the guys like i need to i need to back off so that i can deal with other things but the pandemic happened and i didn't think it was the right time and i'm kind of glad i didn't at this point yeah. but what you see around us podcasters even small ones like um you have to engage in the negative like i'm a huge the last Jedi i fan and every day I'm oh just i am getting, too yeah i'm getting I'm, people I'm, yelling about yelling at me about how wrong i am i'm like i don't need to hear this every day
0: oh like i can i can see what, what's great that has happened with the burnout and like stuff i've been doing um i've been able to see take a step back and listen to the, the person's why don't you like it okay yeah. i can agree with certain points if i love the the last jedi because of the ideals that it brings are there faults in it yes just like every movie has faults yeah i'm not saying it's a perfect movie i'm saying my enjoyment of the movie i've learned to se- separate that and that i think is a problem cuz because the last 4 years have been and the star star wars has always been a toxic place. Yeah. Uh, its fandom is probably one of the toxic fandoms in the world.
1: well fandom is so much of a um, uh, i've been talking about this a little bit on my twitter but like it's it's so much it's, it has become so much about like i have to defend my stance. not i yeah. want to talk about how i feel about a movie it's i have to defend how i feel about it. so it becomes this battlefield and that's
0: exhausting. yeah it is and i think we're seeing a change now hopefully with like more positive versus uh podcasts and people going in there going i don't want to defend i want to talk about my love yeah I'm, i love this this is the reason i love like for me the reason i love that i know the last jedi uh sorry the return of the jedi isn't a great movie i realize it's not a great movie and return of the Je- uh empire strikes back is the better movie in that trilogy i will i fully agree with it which one do i love return of the jedi because yeah. of it, because of the memories it brings me, that that is the my opinion on it. I can, I I know like, Batman and Ro- Batman and Robin. No, sorry, Batman Forever, Batman okay. Forever. I was
1: like Batman yeah. and Robin, really.
0: Yeah, Batman <laughs> Forever, as campy and as like, oh, it, it's bad. The, yeah, the acting of Jim Carrey. Playing off the seriousness seriousness of Tommy Lee Jones. For me, it's just so good. But is it the best Batman series in the that trilogy? Uh that quad set of movies? No, Batman Returns is the best Batman movie oh. till Nolan's trilogy. Till Nolan's trilogy. I don't like Batman.
1: Batman. I don't like the Burton films at all.
0: Oh, I love yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, for me it's Keaton. Keaton for me is my Batman. Sure. For me it's the Keaton. Like For a lot of yes. people
1: For a lot of people I I don't begrudge. Yeah. It's just he I I don't love it. I don't love uh, Burton in general. Which is so fine. Tough. Wh- which
0: is your favorite Batman of the original quad movies, you know, the Schumacher and Burton movies? I guess it those, would be
1: the first one, Batman. Fair. Uh, it is uh, a gun, great movie. gun to, gun to my head that was yeah. what I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I, but would would out of all the Batman movies, which one is your favorite Batman?
1: All of them, like even counting like the Nolan and and non-animated Snyder animated and... movie,
0: non-animated Snyder only live action Snyder, uh, Nolan, Schumacher, and uh, Burton. Is there another one in there? No, I well, think. Well, there's the it's...
1: Adam West one from the
0: '60s. Um, we'll throw that it's... one into. Why not? Let's add Adam West.
1: It's Batman Begins. That's my favorite.
0: It's fair, it's a great origin story. They actually what's really great is they took all the great origin stories and they put it into this one, and it's it's great and they make it into real life. Which I really that's the part I like the most. It feels more realistic, sure. And obviously, I think we can all agree,
1: we can all agree that Mask of the Phantasm is the real right answer,
0: brother. It (laughs) is that I still. What's really funny is I think that was my first comic book movie I ever owned. Yeah, I got on VR. I'm it. so excited. Oh, you bastard! I bought that movie. That was my first ever purchase, really, of fandom. Um, and it's because I love Batman. Batman is like he's not a superhero, he's an everyday person trying to make the world better. He's yeah. the only everyday hero trying to make the world better in all of them for the longest time. Everybody has superpowers, or they've been bitten, or they got an injection, a magical hammer, or whatever. He's I think the you're only one. Who... Green
1: Arrow, a, a bit of a, a bit of a bad rap.
0: True, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, true. He has, but no one. Come on, like I didn't even know who Green Arrow was until the Arrow popped up. Oh, that's so unfortunate. Green Arrow is such a good character. He is, and thanks to the Arrow, I was introduced to him, and I, I want, I learned more about Oliver Queen and that. So it's like, okay, yes, but like, if you think about it, out of the big superheroes, the Justice League, the Trinity, the the Trinity, you know, or like, if you look at the heroes, like the Zeus, the the Mount Olympus, if you will, Batman is the only one who's powerless. Yet he is still the most badass son of a bitch there is in comics. No one's going to debate that. Like if Tony Stark is the coolest, no doubt about it. He's got the suaveness in that. He's the James Bond, if you will, of superheroes. But Batman is the badass.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. He's it's the badass. Bad bad.
0: Yeah, he, he he is an everyday person taking on gods. So for me, like that's what makes bad, Batman badass. But also the the detectiveness is what I love about it too. He's two folded.
1: We've kind of jumped around a bit about it, but uh danced around a bit, but you talked about your love of Star Wars and Star Trek. Um uh you are a Marvel fan.
0: Primarily Marvel, but I do have a love for DC cuz, you know. Are you are, know, you, are we talking about
1: just the MCU, Both. DCEU, or are we talking about like the everything. comics also, everything?
0: Everything. I'm a so in DC, if we're going to do Marvel, um Wolverine and the X-Men are my boys forever. Wolverine cuz X-Men i haven't I've, I've been off comics for a while sure. um just because i the the cost and the time it takes for me to jump in and where do i start and i'm there's the seven thousand issues i don't have the backs Ugh. so like that that kind of like turns me off i i'm thinking I'm about getting
1: convert you into, a, into an x-men fan very easily i know you're already an x-men fan but i'm reading the current x-men books it's very easy to get into them right now i will text you
0: Good. Do that. I just need someone to put me in, uh, get into it. So, thank you for that. That's amazing. But I'm also a Green Lantern fan. Like, Oh, oh baby. Hal Jordan's my boy. So, I'm not... I like Hal Jordan, but I'm not a huge Hal Jordan fan. You're a Jon Stewart fan. No, I'm the next... I'm Kyle. Kyle Rayner fan. Wow. I've not seen many Kyle Rayner fans. And the only reason is... The first one of the first comics I bought was one of the holographic Kyle Rayner's on it, and it's sparkly, and it it that's it, and that's the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows the cover, and I still have it, and it's one of my favorite comics. Like I don't, it's probably a bad comic, I don't know, but again, it's like the Star Wars Return of the Jedi for me. It's the one that like I bought it, the Ma- Ma- Mask of the Phantasm. It's mine. Like this is the first one yeah. I bought. Yeah. So for me, like I I love the Green Lantern. He's my boy. I'm also a Superman fan because like who doesn't want to be Superman? Every little boy growing up at one point was like I like Superman. I want to be Superman. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's the perfect he's the 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 boy scout of everything. He's Zeus, right? And yeah. then you have Batman and then one everybody goes into a Batman phase if you're a DC fan or a comic book fan, you go into the bad boy phase cuz Batman is the bad boy of Comics, so my yeah.
1: <laughs> it's... My cat's been hanging out with us, by the way. He's on the move.
0: <laughs> I love when the animals come in. So yeah, like I'm, I, I love. I'm a right now. I'm at this place where I love everything. I, I'm not into anime as much, sure, but I still have my like. I grew up with Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh. You know Digimon. I grew up with those, so like I do have a soft spot. Yeah, I see all those, man. I see. Wait, wait, all wait, wait. Those.
1: those three are Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
0: <laughs> nice. They're God cards. Yes. Oh shit! First edition My f- God cards. Oh, excuse me, Mister Fucking Fancy. A buddy of mine actually has, like, I I was talking with this on a uh, another podcast I was doing. He has all the, uh, magic. The first. Like not the I don't know if it's the first print, but the first like set that came sure. out way yeah, back yeah. when he has the full set. I uh, I I never got into
1: Magic. I I I did for the Godzilla because they had a Godzilla thing, So these oh. are all Godzilla magic cards. Well, um, you're a
0: Godzilla lover. Oh, yeah. Have you been listening? There, I interviewed a guy who does Kaiju Weekly.
1: Oh, we're and... talking to him soon, baby. I got some you news are... for you. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh.
0: Uh, What's his? I I I interviewed him uh, last season, and he's amazing. Yeah, so knowledgeable.
1: He's from our Podmates group.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he is.
1: It's great. Uh, He just Uh, did a. He just started the Kaiju Ramen magazine. Oh shit! I didn't even know about that magazine. Yeah, Uh, I'll tell you a bit more about it off air. So uh, I think that's. I think that's good. I
0: think that's plenty of stuff for me. Uh, uh, If 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 you haven't gotten value out of us talking about fandom and how much love, if you couldn't get the love that Brandon has provided in this by just having me on because uh, if you can't tell i'm uh, i'm a huge nerd i'm a huge fan of everything and if you can't get that from how much i've been like exploding on this podcast of happiness and i'm sober so like dear lord <laughs> imagine oh, it
1: uh phil thank you so much for doing this um i'm gonna give you an. i'm gonna give you your you get the spot to plug uh, whatever you want
0: right now all right. So I have two podcasts, Uh, one called Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. It's very easy to find www.investinyourselfpod.com. It's me interviewing people who have taken their lives and made digital entrepreneurship an actual po- possibility. I have affiliate marketers on it. I have people who have invested in Forex. I have uh, literally a lady who took her dancing career. She was... Uh, at one point of cheerleaders for the LA Lakers. Ooh, I like this. I'm on the full screen. I like this. Um, <laughs> she was a, yeah, she, she backup dancers for like Rihanna, Madonna and that. And she took her knowledge and put it online to help other dancers during COVID make money. So she helped that and I'm no longer full screen, but it's okay. I'm next to Brandon. And then I have the Phil better show, which I have a catalog of a hundred episodes of me talking with other podcast uh, other people about the love of movies either reviewing movies um if anything if you want if you're a lo- if you have a love for batman you have to listen to the feel better show jacob takes over the show episode it is my favorite episode and you can see the passion and why being passionate and positive in a fandom is great
1: all right um i'm probably going to let my future self end the episode proper so uh until then, thank you so much, man. This was great.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for letting me be your first guest. It's an honor.
1: Okay, and that was Phil Better. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. That's only just the first one. I've got so many more that I'm so excited for you guys to hear. Um, many cool guests that I just didn't think I'd be able to get. So I'm, I'm super excited for this journey that, that I've embarked on. Um, of course, I've told you where you can find Phil. He's told you where you can find him. So make sure to check out the, check out the description. I've linked everything. Um, but if you'd like to hear more from me and you don't know who I am, I run a podcast called Fake Nerd Podcast with a bunch of other people that, that I'm friends with. You can find our other shows, Fake Nerds Watch. You can find Fake Nerd Book Club, Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Uh, a lot of shows we do. I've been Doing live shows during the pandemic. It's been hard, but we get through it. Um, I've linked... All those below as well as our website at Um That's just an, another nerd podcast, so if you think you can check out another one, we're fun. Don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, if you want to be on the show, if you have a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at fakenerdguys at gmail.com. The link will be in the description below. Um, you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find all the podcasting stuff I do at fakenerdpodcast.com and the social medias as I said we also have a Public store and a patreon that are linked below um if you can support us that way that'd be great all right I'm going to sign off the same way I sign off on the fake nerd podcast so stay fake nerds